This is episode number 17 of the Raising Mums podcast. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Raising Mums. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing how to manage stress and overwhelm as a stay-at-home mum. And I know this is something that we all struggle with and we all want help with and we all want answers with. So I hope that you're going to get that here today. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. I'm the founder of our Muslim Homeschool and I am the host of this podcast, Raising Mums. And um, these are daily, not daily, weekly broadcasts that I stream live on my Facebook and Instagram page um, where we discuss topics around motherhood, parenting, homeschooling, and all that good stuff. And I try to answer some of the questions that I receive very often um, and, and deal with some of the problems that you guys are having at home. Um, and if you have to pop in and out of this live, don't worry, feel free to do so. Everything will be uploaded onto YouTube, onto my website, and as a podcast, um, the podcast Raising Mums, for those of you who prefer, like me, to listen on the go when you're folding laundry or in the car or whatever. So you can come back and review this material if you're having a bad day, a bad week, um, or if you just can't hang around for the full half hour today. So not to worry. Um, and as we go along, like I always ask, please, you know, feel free to to chat with one another in the comments. Um, you know, ask questions, uh, you know, voice your opinions. Because you know what, when you voice your opinions, when you say what you're thinking and what you've experienced, then it just makes the whole conversation so much more beneficial to everybody. Um, so I really hope that you will join in the conversation. And if you have any questions, pop them in the comments. And I will do my best to make time at the end of this video for... Um, to answer your questions and get involved in that discussion that's going on. Um, if for any reason it cuts off on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. The picture is so much better on Facebook. I'm not sure why, but um, yeah, feel free to head over to Facebook if you prefer. Um, and, you know, tag your friends as we're, as we're in this discussion. They can join in live if they're online. Just pop them in the comments and they can hop on as well. Um, or they can join in later uh, and watch the replay. So before we get into the topic of stress, Managing stress and overwhelm as a stay-at-home mum. I've got to introduce our sponsor. I'm thrilled that this episode is being sponsored by WordUnited.com. Um, Word United, they sell toys, educational resources, um, they publish and sell books. But today they've asked me to highlight their primary resources. So on their website, home educating parents can browse and filter through all the subjects and learning areas, including English, math, science, languages, geography, history, and more, to find resources. And you can explore resources as well for children with special needs. So they have resources for children with autism um, and dyslexia as well. And their website is very easy to navigate so, and find what you need because you can browse for a specific area within a subject. For example, you can, under numeracy and maths, browse for resources around multiplication or fractions or telling the time. So it's very easy to navigate um, and, you know, you don't have to waste your time scrolling. You can find the resources you need quickly. And what's even more wonderful for us homeschoolers is they offer a discount to home educators. If you're a home educator, you can get 10% off every time you shop with them using the code 
WU for Home Ed. If someone could type that in the comments, I'd really appreciate it. Um, if you're on Facebook, it's already uh, with this video. But if you're on Instagram, you could type that in. It's WU for Home Ed, all lowercase, uh, and a four is the number. Okay, WU for Home Ed. Um, right, you've got to get into this topic now. So if you were drawn to this discussion today, if you were drawn to this episode, it's probably because you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed right now, or you do on a regular basis. And that's okay, because honestly, we all do, myself included. Uh, but first, I want to recognize you for being here. Do you know how special that is? How many other mothers are on a Sunday morning trying to better themselves, trying to improve themselves, trying to learn how to become a better mother and a better human being? I tell you what most people are doing on a Sunday morning, sleeping. Sleeping, catching up on, cleaning, maybe they're cooking, maybe they're watching TV. But you are here trying to better yourself and I want to recognize and acknowledge that right now. Um, now, as I mentioned in the introduction, I have four kids. Three, I homeschool and the youngest is three months old. So you know that I experience stress and overwhelm every day, multiple times a day. And I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have a way to manage stress. If I didn't have a way to manage overwhelm, I couldn't homeschool. I couldn't have four kids even. My life would look very, very different. And people are, it's funny because people always say to me, oh, you know what, Gemma? I couldn't homeschool. I don't have the patience. You must have so much patience. I can tell you right now, I do not have buckets full of patience. I'm not one of these people that was just born patient. And if you if you know me in real life or you, you knew me, especially before I had kids, you know that I am not naturally patient. But what I do know is how to manage stress. What I do know is what to do when I feel overwhelmed. And that's what I want to share with you today. Um, some real techniques that can make a difference in your in your life. Um, and, you know, they say that an expert in something is just somebody who's made all the mistakes, who's made all the mistakes and learned from them. And that's what I'm coming to you today as, is somebody, not somebody who's, you know, naturally got all the answers, but somebody who's made all those mistakes. And I don't want you to. Um, I don't want you to make those mistakes like I did. So there are ways that you can prevent stress in the long run, in the long term. Things that will stop you getting in that situation or prevent it in the, in the first place. Things like taking care of your health, um, things like setting up systems in your home to minimize stress and those kinds of things. And those are really important, but that's not what we're actually going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to focus on the immediate that moment when you feel like you're about to snap, that moment when you're going to explode or implode, when you're going to scream or cry. We all have those moments when we want to run to the bathroom and lock ourselves in there. Those emotionally heated moments when everything could explode. I want to deal with how you can manage that stress at that moment. Because many of us went into motherhood with hopes and dreams, perhaps unrealistic, but dreams that we were going to create this incredible life for our children, for ourselves, this beautiful home full of love and peace and this nurturing environment for ourselves and our husband and our children. But our reality became something very different. Gone was that hope. And in place, we often feel despair. There are times when we don't feel like we enjoy being a mum anymore. And that is because we don't know how to deal with the stress. We don't know how to deal with the stress and I want to find a way for you 
to start enjoying motherhood again. Um, I know how difficult it is. I get it, especially in the heat of that moment. I understand exactly how stressed you can get. Um, but the truth is there will always be reasons for stress. Um, there will always be reasons why you can get stressed, especially if you have kids. A messy house, somebody breaks something, they're quarreling, some kind of dispute, unruly kids, whatever it is, there's always something that could trigger those negative emotions in you. So instead of wishing for a different life, different kids, different house, different husband, more support, whatever it is, instead of wishing and putting all of your energy in thinking about a different life that you could have had, put that energy into um, learning to cope better with stress. You will be happier if you learn how to cope with that stress. Um, and I want to share something personal with you as we get into this topic, something very personal to me that's made a huge impact on, on my life and the way I lead my life. Um, and that is this idea that our thoughts are not us. I'll repeat that, that our thoughts are not who we are. So we, our essence, who we are, does not live in our brains or in your mind, whatever you want to say. Your thoughts are, as science tells us, just chemicals, just energy, just neurotransmitters shooting around in our brain. Those are our thoughts, chemicals that shoot off in your brain. That is not you. Who are you? You are in your soul. You are in your heart. Your soul is who you are, not your brain, not your thoughts. That is your true essence. So when you feel angry, it's not you that's angry. It's your brain. Your brain is telling you you feel angry. But your soul is not angry. So when you uh, feel irritated, that's just a thought from your brain. Okay? But your soul is not irritated. Your thoughts are not you. So I hope that's making sense. Because when you make that distinction, that, you know, what I am not my thoughts. I am my soul. So whatever my thoughts are telling me, that's not me. When you make that distinction, it actually allows you to step back from the situation that's happening um, and recognize what your brain is doing. Recognize and be apart from that. So our tradition teaches us that there is a connection between the heart and the mind. You know, if you have a pure heart, you have pure thoughts. Like um, you have humility and forgiveness. These are pure thoughts. If you have a, a diseased heart, you have horrible thoughts like anger and um, envy and vanity. We know that there's a connection, but I would say the majority of the time, the majority of the time, your thoughts do not stem from that. They're just noise. They're just chatter that goes on in your brain constantly. There are thoughts that you actually do not consciously think about. They're more like reactions or habits. That is what your brain is filled with, with this noise. Um, so when your kids are fighting, for example, and it's winding you up and you're getting stressed out, stop, okay? Stop and recognize those thoughts as just that. They're just thoughts. And step back from it. My brain is telling me that I'm getting annoyed. This kind of emotional... Um, intelligence, emotional mastery will help you to succeed not only in your home life, but in vast areas of your life, vast areas of your life. And you know, the, the, the personal aspect of this that I want to share is, it's very hard for me, as I'm sure you must realize, to come on here every week. It's very hard to come on here every week, not just because of the logistics, okay? Logistically, yes, okay? Someone's got to look after the kids, got to make sure the baby's settled, all of those things, yes, okay? That is tricky. But what's really hard 
are the thoughts that go on in my head. Those thoughts that say, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? You're going to mess up. You're going to make a mistake. Everyone's going to laugh at you. You know, those kinds of thoughts that go on in our brains. But you know what? I have to tell my brain to shut up. Okay. I have to cut those thoughts down. I have to stop them immediately. And you know why? Because I have a community here to serve. I have people here who are depending on me, who need me to show up every week and serve and give my best and help in whatever way I can because people are depending on me. And you know what? You have a community that is depending on you too. Your family, your children are depending on you to show up, to tell your brain to shut up, to get those negative thoughts out of your brain and so that you can show up with your family the best version of yourself so that you can serve them at the highest level you can. So that is key. It's key, if you can just master that over everything else that we talk about today, you have done 90% of the work. Um, Because by recognizing that those negative thoughts, that anger, that irritation, that sadness, that frustration, whatever it is in the moment, that stress, you recognize that that's not me, that's just a thought. And you can change a thought. And when you change your thoughts, you change your actions. So by recognizing your thoughts and separating yourself from them, you stop them. You cut them off in their tracks and you stop them from escalating. Um, Because thoughts, they get in the way. Like I said, for my own self, they can get in the way. They can be your biggest critic. Um, So once you stop those thoughts in their tracks, you've recognized your thoughts as, you know what, this is not me. This is me in my heart. This is me. My soul is me. My thoughts are just noise in my brain. They're just chemicals shooting off. You stop that thought in its tracks, stopped it from escalating. Then what? You have to turn it around. So you've gone from negative. You want to turn it into positive. And the way that you do that is through gratitude. You find something to be grateful for. Now, I realize that in the heat of the moment when your kids are screaming or something is broken or, you know, the heat is getting to you and you want to cry or run away, it's difficult to be grateful. It's especially difficult to be grateful for your children. So that's fine. Don't worry about it. Be grateful for small things. You've got to turn it around. You've got to stop being negative. So think immediately whatever comes to your brain. I'm grateful for my new slippers, my scented candle. I'm grateful that I caught the postman. I'm grateful that I spoke to my mum last night on the phone. I'm grateful for the flowers outside. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter how small and petty it is. List at least three things, three things that you are grateful for in that moment, okay? Um, And the more meaningful your expression of gratitude, the more effective it will be. But like I say, I appreciate that when you're really heated, it's difficult. But if you can think of something meaningful, um, you know, I'm grateful that I'm here, that I have this opportunity to serve my family, to raise my children up, to be believers. And, and um, I'm grateful for the safety of my home and for my good health. All of those things, fine. You want to do meaningful, that's even more effective. But the main thing is to, um, after you've recognized that you're just having negative thoughts and you've separated yourself, then you be grateful and it will turn that negativity into positivity. Um, um, so you've turned it into positivity. Then what? What do we do then? Then you have to move forward. And how do we move forward away from this moment? With intention. You have to renew your intention. You have to, your intention is your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you living this way? Why are you doing this action? Now, again, 
if you're in a really difficult situation, if you're super stressed, what are you going to say? You're going to be so flustered, it's going to be difficult to articulate. So just say, for God. Just renew your intention. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for God. Bismillah, bismillah, bismillah. However you want to say it, renew your intention and that will move you forward. It gives you your why. It reminds you your why. If you want to say something deeper, even better. You know, I am raising my children in this home filled with love and remembrance of God in a way that respects who they truly are um, with the hopes that it will be pleasing to Allah and his messenger. I acknowledge my need um, for his help and I ask for forgiveness for all my mistakes and I ask him to guide me um, as I move forward and give me strength. Great, beautiful. Make that intention. Make something like it if you can, but if you can't, for God, for God, for God. I'm doing this for Allah, okay? The deeper your intention, the more well thought out it is, the better. But by renewing your intention, you're offering this up to God. You're offering this up to Allah um, as a form of ibadah. It's, you're taking yourself out of this. This is for you, God. This is, I'm trying to do this for you. Forgive me for making these mistakes uh, and be pleased with what I'm doing. And these three steps, so we have... Um, Stepping back and, and separating yourself from your thoughts. We have uh, showing gratitude and then we have renewing your intention. These three steps will give you mental space when you are feeling super stressed out. Now, if you've allowed that emotion of stress to escalate before you realized you were getting there, if you're getting more and more stressed and more and more overwhelmed and you didn't realize, um, then just giving yourself mental space may not be enough. You might also need to create physical space. So if that's the case, if you really got worked up, make physical space by getting out of the room, make a cup of tea, go in the garden and water your plants. Uh, if the kids are older, take a walk, go lie down, go use the bathroom, whatever, get some physical space as well. But if you've nipped it in the bud early, if you realize that you're starting down that track of stress and negativity, um, then you may not need to go out of the room and get physical space. These three steps for mental space might be enough. Um, and, you know, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he told us if you're angry, if that's the emotion you're feeling, um, then the, the anger is from the devil. And you should sit down. If that doesn't work, lie down, make wudu. These are, are things that you should do if you're angry. Um, so I want to challenge you, you know, Today, I am sure if you're a mom today, at some point, you are going to be stressed out. You are going to feel overwhelmed or some kind of negative emotion. So I want to challenge you today, next time you are feeling stressed out, I want you to recognize that stress as a thought and as separate from yourself. And then I want you to list three things you're grateful for. And then I want you to renew your intention. And I, I'm certain that this is going to work for you. Because, you know, this is not a technique that I've read somewhere or I've heard someone else talk about. This is something that I have discovered through, like I said at the beginning, through my own mistakes, through my own problems and, and troubles. I have discovered this technique and it works. And I do it multiple times a day <laughs> because I'm a mum and things, you know, get difficult. So I want to challenge you to do that today. Those three steps. Um, separate your thoughts from yourself. Recognize them as just thoughts. Uh, show gratitude and renew your intention. Um, and if you can't do all three, then just focus on that first one. As just recognizing, oh, 
my brain is telling me I'm stressed right now. Just focus on that, recognizing your thoughts. Um, and it does take time to get to that place where you can um, you master this stress and control the stress. It takes time, it takes practice, but it can happen. If I can make it happen, I'm sure anybody uh, can make that happen. Um, so I, would, I want to challenge you to try those things out in your life. So I'm going to go through um, some of the comments now, see what we've got going on. Uh, if you've got any questions, pop them into the comments now. I'll just start with Facebook. Welcome, Salam, Adriana, Sana, Amira, welcome, Salam. Oh, alhamdulillah, there's loads of people coming on. From Australia, Assalamu alaikum. Okay, so one of the sisters has said, um, do you think you could give better education or better quality of it by having only one child? I have one and I'm scared that by having more kids, I'm taking away from the first um, my whole attention and not give her 100%. Okay, so, you know, having more kids does affect the education of your children. You know, the more kids you have, your, your the education will be affected, but it doesn't mean it's affected negatively. And I would also, it does, it is going to look different. You know, you've got one child, their education is going to look different to a family who's got four children. However, it doesn't have to be worse. And as I'm sure you're aware, you know, how many children you are going to have is already written. It's honestly, it's not something that you should worry about. If, if Allah puts in your heart that now is the time to have another child and, you know, everything else in the world, in the universe is lined up for that, uh, you know, and your spouse is on board as well, then go for it. You know, that thought, that desire has entered your heart for a reason. The universe has lined up for that for a reason. Um, and Allah has intended that. And you don't know, you don't know what his plans are. You don't know what his plans are for the future, for that child, for your family. And we only have a very narrow view that we know that, okay, if I have more kids, my first child's education might be affected. But we don't know what Allah's plans are um, for us or for our family. So, and how do I divide equally between my kids? Um, in a very practical way, I do a lot of the lessons together. You know, I just, we, we all sit together for a very large part of our homeschool and the younger kids do the same stuff as the older kids. I just have to choose the resources we use carefully so that everybody can benefit. And everybody can take from that material what they are ready for. Um, and nobody's being held back and nobody's being pushed too hard. Um, and then for subjects that you do have to do individually, then I just I find a way to rotate between them. Uh, somebody from Poland. Oh, walaikum salam. Um, okay. Okay, I think we're good on Facebook. So I'll just go through Instagram now. Just scroll through and see what we've got going on. Right. Uh, welcome, Salam Naila. Oh, awesome. Naima's here. Aisha Asma. Okay. Yes, thank you for everyone who typed that discount code in for Word United, WU for Home Ed. It's all lowercase. Um, I appreciate that. You're cleaning while you're listening. Awesome. Brilliant. I love it. Good stuff. Make the best use of your time. Um, okay. I'm still scrolling. Okay. 
Okay, so somebody has asked that their three-year-old has been very hyperactive. They wake up at six um, in the morning and they're hyperactive until seven, until 6 p.m. and been screaming the whole day. I can't even think. Oh, how old are they? Three. That's really hard. Um, you know, especially if you're in the house with a hyperactive child. I would, if you can, get out of the house, uh, get some fresh air. You know what I do when my kids are bouncing off the wall? And that's probably one of the reasons why I love nature study so much is we go out, even if it's raining, um, we get out the house. And because you know what, when they're in the park or they're in the woods or they're on the beach or wherever, they can make as much noise as they like. Usually we're the only people there. If, if we're not, it doesn't matter because when you're outside, that noise and that intensity of all the energy and the running, it doesn't feel so intense and frustrating and um, upsetting. When you're outside, it's better. So that would be my first suggestion to you, sister. Try and get out of the house. Um, and if you can, try and get somebody to come and help you out during the day, inshallah. How long is this video, is this weekly session, is it recorded? So typically these weekly sessions, they last between 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes we go over a little bit. Um, and yes, it's recorded. It'll be able to watch it on my website, on YouTube, and on the podcast, Raising Mums, if you want to listen. Welcome, Salam, Sabine, uh, Shazia, Salam alaikum. Okay, cool. So I think we're done. Um, okay. Right, so just to recap, for those of you who just popped on, okay, to manage stress in the heat of the moment, this is what I advise you to do. This is what will change your life so that you can start enjoying motherhood again, you can start enjoying your life, and so that you don't um, lash out. You know, sometimes if we're stressed, we do things and we act in ways that we're not proud of. So these three steps will help you with that. Number one, recognize that you are not your thoughts, you are not your mind, you are your soul. So when you get a thought in your head, separate yourself from it and say, my brain is telling me I'm stressed out right now. And take a step back. Number two, gratitude. Express gratitude in that moment. So you've stepped back. Next, list three things that you're grateful for. Even if they're stupid things. I'm grateful for my slippers. I'm grateful for my cup of tea. I'm grateful for my dressing gown. Okay, fine. Next, Renew your intention. Why are you doing this? And if all you can manage is for Allah, for Allah, for Allah, then do that. If you can do something better, something more uh, complex and deep, do that too. But those are the three steps that will help you in that moment get rid of the stress. Now, of course, it's not going to get rid of the cause of the stress, but it's going to help you to approach it and deal with it in a better way, in a more positive way, in a way that you can actually have mental clarity and see, okay, what can I do to address this issue rather than just reacting? So thank you everybody who's joined me live. Um, and uh, I thank you for everyone who's watching on the replay as well. I appreciate you all. Next week, I'll be back again, same time, Sunday at 10 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And we're going to be talking about something I'm really excited about. It is how to add poetry and song into your homeschool. Honestly, there's nothing that brings me so much joy and, and lifts the mood and the energy in the home as poetry and song and adding that into your homeschool. So I hope that I will see you next week, Sunday at 10 a.m. on Facebook and Instagram on the Our Muslim Homeschool accounts. Um, and a blog post will go up for this later on today um, with this video and the podcast. Um, and a few resources that I recommend. So I was going to mention actually before I shoot off, 
for those of you who are interested in this topic, um, a few things you could read. I was thinking about it earlier. So if, with this idea of this, the separation of the brain and the soul and the way the soul and the, the brain interact and all of those things, I would recommend um, the works of Imam al-Ghazali. Um, and he talks about, you know, purification of the heart and the way that the heart and the limbs are intertwined. So definitely Imam al-Ghazali. And for um, this idea of uh, emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, I think the works of Brene Brown, she, it's a secular work, it's not religious. Um, she's also done some work about parenting, which might be worth checking out. So I'll leave the links for those in the blog post that goes along with this video later today if you want to just to learn a bit more about this kind of thing and, and pursue it further. So once again, thank you all for joining me here today. Um, really appreciate it. I hope that you'll join in next week. Have a beautiful Sunday. Um, have, have a great week. Until next time then. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum.